I was really glad to hear the incoming new Prime Minister of Australia, Anthony Albanese, mention that there would be another serious consideration of the Uluru Statement from the heart. Uh, it's been a long wait since 2017 when the statement was formed at a big gathering in the centre of our country, near that famous big rock. I hope we can do all we can to find harmony based on respect and shared goals for living as Australians in this wide brown land. While studying for a degree as a young man in community youth development, I came across the terrible treatment of Indigenous people in our country as part of the reading for the course at one point. Part of my growing up years were in remote rural Western Australia. My family were just like all the other white families in the district, generally openly racist and resistant to the many Indigenous people with whom we shared the land. But as a kid, a young kid, who shared school life with Indigenous kids every day, including two hours on the school bus, I felt pretty connected and pretty at ease with Indigenous kids. They were kids, just like me. But there was always, I guess, the lurking, I don't know, dislike and outright racist background in which I lived that stopped friendship at a certain point and really put an end to any hope of real understanding from developing into some kind of maturity, at least back then. But I know the Albert Namajira story. I know about poisoned waterholes and genocide in Tasmania, Truganini. I'm so glad the stories are now being told and sung about in the public square, particularly stories like Rabbit Proof Fence and Samson and Delilah and Sweet Country, sometimes extremely hard to watch, but absolutely necessary, I think, if we're going to get any further into any different future. So I read the Uluru, Uluru from the Heart Statement. Sounds pretty good to me. Seems long overdue. Our Indigenous people are asking to be more than just counted as Australian citizens, as they have been only since 1967, can you believe? And they are asking to be heard, not just counted, and heard at the highest level of our society in the Constitution. And the rest of us need to hear and respond to the truth that Indigenous people of Australia are the most incarcerated people on the planet, per capita, we are not an innately criminal people. Our children are alienated from their families at unprecedented rates. This cannot be because we have no love for them. And our youth languish in detention in obscene numbers. They should be our hope for the future. These dimensions of our crisis tell plainly the structural nature of our problem. This is the torment of our powerlessness, says the statement. Seems to me, Indigenous people are simply seeking constitutional reform to empower people to take their rightful place in their own country. When we have power over our destiny, our children will flourish, they say. Our children will walk in two worlds, and their culture will be a gift to their country. We call for the establishment of a First Nations voice enshrined in the Constitution. Well... I don't know. I'm glad the Prime Minister is aware of it and sounds like, or at least he's promising to, to go further with this. I hope we can listen well, and I hope the children, black and white, can flourish, even if it means hearing uncomfortable and often challenging truths about ourselves and doing really hard work of changing our long-held entrenched views about each other.